0: Hey guys, uh, my name is Aditya Krishnan, and I'm a technical marketing engineer at Vela. Um, so first of all, thanks a lot to the V Brownback folks for giving me the opportunity to stand out here and talk to you all. And I'm having a great show this year. It's been uh, it's been an awesome show, awesome parties, and everything of that sort. My throat is actually a little uh, little dry with all the talking that I've been doing and networking that I've been doing in the show. But um, as a part of my job and as a technical marketing engineer, uh, one of the things that I do is I work I an interface um, with a lot of uh, customers, consultants, as well as uh, uh, experts in the industry, uh, very much like a lot of yourselves in the show. So what, I, what, what, I, what we kind of, uh, as, as I basically talk to some of these people, uh, we kind of come across a lot of misconceptions as well as some fallacies with regards to the hybrid cloud migration. Uh, process itself. So today I'll be going through some of these hybrid cloud migration uh, fallacies that, that I come across. So I'll be going through the top six hybrid cloud migration fallacies and we'll go through what uh, some of these essentially are. So the first one is we all, everybody always wants to migrate in a big bang. So essentially big bang migration is moving to the hybrid cloud as quickly as possible or overnight. Essentially uh, the problem with the big bang, bi- uh, the, the the perception with the big bang migration essentially, or the perception is, the it has it has a much lower cost and has a much uh, and and the return on investment is very 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 quick. However, the, this comes with a big um, with a big roadblock with the fact that it's highly risky. So it could essentially uh, be very highly risky, and you'll actually you you may a- uh, uh, end up affecting some of the business critical applications within your environment. Uh, one of the other things in terms of the reality aspect of it is that it, um, uh, it is extremely, uh, so even the small and mid-tier companies in, the, in this day and age basically have very, very high amounts of data that need to be migrated. So it is, it's going to be highly risky to migrate all this data overnight. And the other thing that you'll also notice is that the system administrators would not have had enough time to, uh, to, to basically work with this new setup and understand this new, new, new immigration strategy. So based on one of the vExpert surveys that we did uh, at Vila, uh, we basically discovered that uh, that some of the recommended solutions when it, comes to this, uh, when it comes to migration is to use an iterative process. Using an iterative process, you can actually have a rollback option. So that way, you don't necessarily, necessarily have to be stuck to the cloud. You can actually roll back in case there's something that happens or in case of disaster recovery and so on. And the second thing is always involve your system administrators early on in the process. Make sure they know what the setup is, and make sure that they know exactly uh, what, are the different, uh, what are the different components within your cloud environment that needs to be monitored and essentially um, uh, uh, made functional for your business-critical applications. Right? So this brings me to my second. Uh, uh, second fallacy that we hear about quite a lot. So everybody wants to basically move to the cloud as soon as possible because they have this thing in their head that, uh, you know, it's all in the cloud. Everything is in the cloud, you know, everybody's moving to the cloud, so they want to do it themselves as well. So they basically take their virtual machines on premise and take all those services to the to the public cloud. The The perception with uh, the lift and shift migration essentially is that it's, 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 it's less expensive than, you know, actually planning for the whole migration process. So that's why a lot of people do it. But in reality, uh, as quick as it may be, it's also extremely dirty. Uh, dirty in the process that you don't use all the native AWS uh, or Azure or uh, Azure features that come along with it. And it can also be extremely expensive in the long run. So for example, this this is what I generally talk to people about. So when you're actually moving from from your on-premise environment, you may be running running, uh, a particular virtual machine, but that runs like a function only for 15 minutes every day. So you, when you actually move to the pub, public cloud, instead of using this huge, large virtual machine, you could just run like a Lambda function that runs 15, uh, 15 minutes in a day to use the CPU and the and the, uh, the compute functionalities in those particular cases. So that is one way you can definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, 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 th- that is definitely one one of the use cases when it comes to uh, to to planning your migration procedures. Uh, the other thing is that when you plan your migration procedures, instead of instead of uh, Using uh, when you re-architect your migration procedures, you'll always have like a much higher performance because there are certain applications that are always better fitted for the cloud, and certain applications that are better fitted for the private environment. And it'll also lower the cost in the long run, right? So the third thing when it comes to the migration procedure itself is the uh, is the ability to uh, is 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 people don't really know what's going on in their environment. A lot of people feel they know based on all the documentations that are out there, but they, there is really no, uh, there is really no uh, um, application or there's really no uh, data that they have that can tell them what their application dependencies essentially are. So that is absolutely essential and critical when during the migration process. It's, it's basically to know what the unknown virtual machines are. Uh, so essentially, like I mean, as you all know, like applications can be extremely complex. It's not just having like you know a load balancer and like a, a variety of different uh, database servers that are talking to one another. There's a nece- there's there is a huge necessity that. Um, uh, that there, uh, there are huge necessities that each of these virtual machines are, uh, uh, are connect uh, are connected to one another, and you may end up having having certain issues if they are not, or some business critical applications may actually come down in case of certain issues. So one of the solutions in these particular cases is to is to make sure you use like a flow analysis tool that can actually map out all these dependencies for you, and the second application would be to. Uh, second, second thing to do is to basically weigh all these applications based on the number of dependencies that they may have. So for example, a particular application uh, that has like, you know, ten different connections has to be weighed separately from something that has just like one single, one single connection. That way you'll know what your business critical applications are, what their interdependencies are and how they actually function with one another. So that is one of the fallacies that we come across on a day to day basis. And so the other thing that we hear about every so often is that you know, Private Cloud is dead. First of all, like if Private Cloud is dead, we wouldn't have such a huge show like the VM world for us, uh, for us today. So it is, it is, I feel there is, there is such a big disconnect Especially when people go onto LinkedIn and they read an article where it says that you know public cloud is essentially, essentially, um, uh, essentially going to be extinct in the next few years because that's not true at all, uh, and that is really the evolution of uh, the hybrid cloud, uh, hybrid cloud environment, um, uh, 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 hybrid cloud environment. So essentially, I mean the private cloud environment provides the users with the ability to. Uh, have that elasticity as well as as well as the performance and the security uh, that, um, as well as the elasticity and the, uh, and the performance of uh, the uh, hybrid of the public cloud environment, with the ability to give you that security that a private cloud environment essentially uh, provides to you. So, um, private cloud environments are essentially secure, uh, airtight, as well as resilient to to any any of the malicious activities that may happen. And uh, the other, other thing that we also noticed is that there are certain business-critical applications that still need to be on-premise on most, most, on most uh, circumstances. So that is something that we, uh, that we highly recommend as well. So in these cases, hybrid cloud is definitely the way to go, um, using, using it for, uh, u- using it for like, the security, resiliency, and the elasticity, essentially. Uh, moreover the solution like VMC on AWS is is definitely a great solution in those particular cases to basically leverage all the AWS native applications while at the same time using the same UI and the same um, uh, and the same uh, procedures that you use on uh, VMware itself. So this brings to like my fifth point. Uh, a lot of people think that when when you when you go into the cloud you never you never actually go back which is totally untrue. We we find this to be a huge fallacy, and the reason this is this is this this could be a big problem is uh, that when when you have that mentality or when you have that thought that you're not going to come back, you're not going to design for any disaster recovery in those particular cases. So it is absolutely essential to understand that you can actually roll back, and a lot of rollbacks that we've seen over the past uh, few. Uh, over the past few years have generally been due to like higher costs after migration, right? You end up paying a lot more money than you would for actually having server deploys in your private infrastructure and the second thing is that you know sometimes when you don't have these application dependencies you don't know what their interdependencies are you end up um, uh, your application does not essentially work as expected on the public cloud and this could actually cause like a lot of issues when it comes to um, the applic- uh, when it comes to uh, the the my, the the, uh, the application or the business critical application performance itself so some of the uh, recommended solutions in these cases would be to make sure you have proper planning before the migration procedure. Make sure you uh, recognize all the different applications within your environment, and ensure that you right-size these different virtual machines as you move from your private cloud environment to the public cloud environment, because otherwise, you're going to pay a lot more money than than what's actually required. Uh, The second thing is to make sure you have a, a solution that can help you you know, do a pre-migration assessment in the sense that look at all your different dependencies, look at all the different virtual machines, what their utilization is at any given instance. And as you move to the public cloud itself, you need to be able to monitor these applications uh, as they migrate from the private cloud environment to the public cloud and see and monitor their performances during these particular instances. So that is one way way, uh, uh, the... um, public cloud, that is, one way, that is one of the fallacies that, that can be busted when it comes to public cloud itself. So finally, this comes to my last, um, last point. Um, so generally, people say uh, that, that cloud deployment does not need any monitoring. And the reason that they say that cloud deployment doesn't need any monitoring is that the service provider or the cloud provider basically provides a 99.9% uptime. Uh, so, although um, al- although this is true, they provide a 99.9% uptime for the infrastructure. This may not be true for the applications itself. So, for example, uh, you you all know this this do- this dog that kept appearing on everybody's search bar every time you typed amazon.com on on Amazon Prime Day, right? So, if if Amazon if somebody like Amazon could have their infrastructure come down, I mean we are no different. So. So it is absolutely essential to monitor our applications on a applications on a day-to-day basis and ensure what uh, what comes through what um, what are the throughputs as well as what are the different um, uh, uh, performance metrics for each of these different applications. Uh, so essentially, the recommended solution for this would be to make sure you have you you test your applications on a regular basis and. Um, also make sure your environment is right sized they have the sufficient amount of uh, cpu resources memory resources that is required in order to like, uh, in order to have them have them functioning at any given instance so yeah this comes to like all the six points that i that i covered and uh, a lot of this a lot of this i uh, it was basically uh, gathered using one of the vExpert surveys that we did uh, when, when I, uh, at, at Vila. So, we actually have a booklet that, that, that we created. So, if you want to pick up one, you can always come down to the Vila booth and uh, pick up one of the copies with all the v expert recommendations uh, with regards to the hybrid cloud migration procedures itself. Thank you.